0: Today, we're going to dive into a recent case study I did where I took a product from scratch to an optimized listing and then to a launch that got it on page one, top 10 or 20 keywords by only giving away 25 promotional units. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. One, two, three, Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. First of all, shout out again to our podcast guest from a few weeks ago, Slushy, the DJ, who gave us that intro song that we've had for the last few weeks. By the way, guys, starting this week, you're actually going to have new episodes of the Serious Sellers podcast on Tuesdays and Saturdays instead of Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure to update your schedule. Tuesdays and Saturdays going forward, that's because we got something special for you guys coming up that's going to happen on Thursdays. Today, we're getting into the nitty gritty, you know, kind of like back to my roots. As you guys know, I used to be a consultant for Amazon sellers. Before I started working here at Helium Ten, and my specialty was like listing optimization and and launch and, and getting things to page one. And uh, I kind of missed that a little bit, you know. Here, here working at Helium Ten, I don't have much opportunity to do that. I kind of got really excited about Project X because you know got kind of the ability to get back to my roots, as it were. And so I've been trying to do some more case studies here or there, you know, to be able to give you guys the best information either through here in the podcast or in the blog or in the Facebook groups. And a lot of these I've been posting to the Helium 10 Elite Group. So like today's story, actually the Helium 10 Elite Group, you know, knew about it a few weeks ago. I posted it in there to share with them, but I wanted to just let everybody else know about it because I just find a lot of this stuff really interesting that I discovered. Now, to give you guys some backstory, one of my friends who I used to work with way, way back in the day, and now he, he, he works on his own and, and helps other companies as a consultant and one of his uh, clients had this company this hemp cream kind of company now they don't pay too too much attention to amazon they they sell products off of amazon and retail stores and things like that but but you know they they started selling things on amazon and he asked me for some help every now and then i'm like hey um you know i, I can't really do consulting anymore but you know what i could do is you know i can take a look at the listings and see what i can do and and maybe use different things as case studies and about a year ago if you guys recall for one of these hemp creams I had shown in some of my I don't remember if it was in a blog post or in a Facebook group or in one of my one of my TED talks at, at a at a conference but I basically had had shown how by analyzing the market on their hemp cream I could see why their sales had gone from like 70 a day down to 6 or 7 a day and it was due to the market being changed. I don't know if you guys remember that but it was it was a case where for the hemp creams everybody all of a sudden started putting these ridiculous, untrue figures of hemp on their products, like saying it was 3,000 milligrams or 10,000 or 50,000 milligrams of hemp, which is obviously a bunch of nonsense. But because of that, people were brainwashing and thinking that it was true and that anything else that was only 300, like their product was, you know, wasn't good enough. And I was able to change just a little tiny bit on their listing and it increased sales about 20%. It wasn't a big deal, but it just showed But my point of showing that before in that case study was that, you know, making some slight changes, even just to the images or to the title can make a big difference on your bottom line. Now, that was not a big difference. It went from like six to eight sales a day or something like that. I forgot exactly what it was. But imagine if you had something that you could take from 60 to 80 sales a day. How much money are you leaving on the table by not making that switch over a year? I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So that was a great case that I did. a few months ago, they came to me again and like, hey, you know, we're going to launch this product and we'd like to just go ahead and throw it on Amazon. Is there anything you want to do with it? Can you help us out with a listing? And I'm like, yeah, let me take a look. And it was kind of like a, a hemp roll-on cream. I don't know if you can picture this. Too bad that this podcast doesn't have video. But basically, you know, instead of like actually putting a cream, you know, sticking your hand in a jar, putting cream on your arm, basically you have this, there's like this roller ball on the end of this thing. And so you just like roll the the whole bottle over your, your arm with this ball as it were. And then the pain cream comes on you. So I'm like, okay, that looks interesting. So I was like, you know what, let me, if you guys allow me to talk about this later publicly, you know how everybody's so secretive about their products, but since they're not real Amazon sellers are like, yeah, we don't care. It gives us more publicity. So I was like, as long as you guys let me talk about it publicly, um, you know what? Let me go ahead and design the listing for you. Let me, let me take care of your images. Let me, let me do the research, the keyword research. Let me, let me start your PPC. Let me do the listing optimization. Let me do the launch. Let me do everything. And then as long as I can go ahead and tell everybody about what I did. And if you guys uh, are cool with me doing some experiments on the side that, you know, might not necessarily be completely about your sales, but will help me get some data. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. So I told them right off the bat. After I started analyzing this niche, I'm like, guys, you know, I honestly wouldn't have launched this if it was just like for Amazon. And the reason is, is, is the hemp roll-on market just didn't seem like there was much demand. I mean, a lot of the keywords that that were out there don't have that much search volume. The top sellers weren't making that much, so I was like, you know what? There's a ceiling on this, so I, I don't want you guys getting your hopes up on this. But hey, uh, I can guarantee that I'm probably gonna you know, make it well, at least one of the top sellers in this small niche, hopefully, hopefully within the first, you know, month, I was like, Hey, I'm, i guarantee like top five, top 10, but that's not saying much, you know, <laughs> we're talking like selling like five units a day or something. They're like, Hey, no problem. You know, we, we sell off Amazon. You do what you can do. Five units a day is great for us. So I'm like, all right, let me do the research. So I went in and I did our regular keyword research that we teach for using Cerebro. I ran a reverse ASIN using Cerebro on their what I viewed as the top competitors in that specific niche. And that is a roll-on pain cream that had hemp in it. All right. So I, I probably looked at about seven or eight listings and it, it was really hard because a lot of these just were not selling that much. So the keywords were kind of all over the place, but I kind of right away discovered that, you know, there was just a few main keywords that were related to hemp, but then a lot of the keywords, there was like tons and tons of these keywords that had like between 250 and 600 estimated search volume and some higher that had the word cbd in it. And I'm like, "Wait a minute. I was like, CBD can't be a word that's allowed on Amazon." I looked it up, sure enough, you know, that that's a forbidden keyword and nobody really had it in their listing. So I was like, "Hmm, that is going to make a cool study in itself. How am I going to get indexed for, for CBD without putting it in my listing because if you put a CBD keyword in your listing, you'll you'll get suspended." So it's all like, "That's challenge number 1. Let me see what I could do to to do that then i made another cerebro search also on the kind of like generic roll-on pain creams all right so the ones that didn't have hemp you know i, I found some that had lidocaine or, or just you know other kind of ingredients and i'm like you know maybe down the road they can start targeting some of those keywords so i, I wanted to get some of the top keywords from there i also used the newer feature that we have in cerebro the advanced rank filter And I found that very beneficial because with the advanced rank filter that we have, by the way, guys, if you're not, have no idea what that is, if you're in Cerebro, make sure to click the learn button. I I made a specific video exactly about this method. It's the one called advanced rank filter, but basically it allows me to see not necessarily where all of the top selling products are performing well for a keyword, but maybe only one or two or three out of like the top eight are doing well and everybody else is not doing well at all. I was able to find a lot of keywords under that kind of search, which to me was like, hey, these are some keywords that I can target from the get-go and the competition might be a little bit less. It might be a little bit easier to get on page one if a lot of the top competitors are not ranking very high for it. So I put those keywords aside. I put my my phrases, my top 10 to 15 phrases that I definitely wanted to get in phrase form in scribbles right away. And then all the rest of those keyword phrases that I search, I just dump those into Frankenstein, which is our keyword processor tool in Helium 10, just so I can extract the singular words because I knew I couldn't get all those phrases in. And after that, I put them all in the scribbles, just like, just like we teach in the videos. It's amazing, guys. It actually works, this stuff. We're not just, uh, I'm not just doing these videos for the fun of it. I mean, this stuff actually works. So I, I put them in the scribbles and I wrote the listing right there. Now, while I was writing the listing, I had remembered that I forgot an important piece. You know, I wanted to make some emotional connections, and a lot of that happens with the pictures that you use, and I'll talk about that in a little little bit, but I wanted to put some things in my bullet points and the title that, you know, I felt kind of like made an emotional connection. So what I did was I ran Helium 10 Review Downloader, and I started analyzing a lot of the competition, you know, not just the hemp roll-ons, but the regular roll-ons. And I found some key points that were coming up in the reviews of the competition. You know, when you hit review, downloader, and then hit analysis, a lot of the top keywords came up. So some of the things I found out was a lot of people were using it for their back and their knee. You know, it can go on any part of the body. So I was like, hey, I'm going to write this down. That's important. It looks like the majority of people who use this, use it for the back and the knee. I also saw some people complaining about the smell all know about that. Was it? Bengay, right? Like somebody walks in and they got Bengay on there. You can smell them coming from a mile away. It's kind of like an embarrassing kind of smell. So some people were complaining about that in some competitors and in other competitors, they were happy that it didn't have any odor. So I'm like, okay, there's another thing that I just learned from reading the reviews of the competition. This product here is odorless. It doesn't smell like no Bengay. So I'm like, I definitely want to bring that out in my bullet points. Another thing is people were were liking how uh, it was non-greasy. Now, again, non-greasy is not a word that ever came up in that extensive keyword research that I did. I mean, nobody types in non-greasy and expects to get pain cream, but that was how people were describing it after the fact in the reviews. And I'm like, there's a good point. It's non-greasy. Like maybe people have had bad experiences where they put on this pain cream and it's like gets all over their clothes or just feels nasty or something. So I'm like, you know what? There's another point that I am going to put in my listing, even though it wasn't necessarily a keyword that, that I had found. And then another thing that I had found was there were some people who were like, hey, I don't even know what, what what's in this product. You know, I don't see the ingredients anywhere. You know, that has nothing to do with a keyword right there, right? But I saw, I saw multiple people complaining about that. Now on the InMotion product, that's the name of the, the company, They have ingredient deck on there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a bullet point that says, brings a little bit of humor into it, but kind of hits a pain point. No pun intended for a pain cream. Actually, I did kind of intend that pun. I'm sorry. But anyways, I did like a a bullet point that says, what are they hiding in in caps? And I'm like, if you look at a lot of the hemp roll-on pain relief products out there, you're going to notice very few show their ingredient deck. Why is that? Look at our images and you'll see our ingredient deck because we have nothing to hide. So I'm like, you know what, this can't hurt. There's not many keywords in this, so like I have I have space to be a little bit creative with with some of my copy. So I went ahead and and, and did that. So then uh, after that, I went ahead and just made the rest of the listing. You know, I tried to keep some of my top keyword phrases twice. You know, like I had it maybe once in the title, and I would throw it in the search terms, maybe once in the bullet points, and I would have it once in subject matter, just to re- you know really make sure that Amazon knew I was relevant for those and. Tons of CBD keywords, but I couldn't put those CBD keywords in there. But the long tail version of the CBD keyword, I would make sure those phrases were in there just minus the CBD word. And what I especially did as part of my theory was I wanted to have a chance to start from day one showing up in auto and broad campaigns for those CBD listings. So I like made sure that for the people who were performing the best for those CBD keywords, I wanted to include multiple phrases from those listings into my listing. You know, not, they didn't, they didn't have CBD in their listing, but I'm like, hey, I want Amazon, you know, my theory was like, I want Amazon to relate my listing to these other ones. And, and maybe if they're like, hey, this listing is very similar to this product that performs well for CBD keywords. My theory was, hey, maybe they're going to show me for CBD right off the bat, you know? And so that was my hopes. All right. So I made my, made my listing. Everything's good. I did. I ran index checker as soon as the listing was live. And sure enough, I was not indexed for CBD. I mean, that, that was what I expected. I don't have that word in my listing. I was indexed for pretty much everything else that I had put in my listing because of the what I had found out about the, you know like people were using it for their back and their knee. So I'm like, okay, well, what am I gonna do for this? I don't have time to go look for stock photography. So I had my daughter just take a picture of me putting the, the roll-on cream on my back. So she took a picture of my back. You guys can see that picture on Amazon. I guess you can consider me a back model now. And then also a picture of me putting it on my knee with my, I had my Zumba pants slash pajamas on. You could see it rolled up there right now on Amazon. And, and there's a picture of me putting it on my knee and we use those. And then I sent those to actual Helium 10 graphics department. I was like, Hey guys, can you go ahead and, you know, pretty, the, pretty this picture up? You know, I, I didn't take it in a professional studio or anything. And they did it in like, you know, 30 minutes, they were able to make it look nice. And for the rest of the pictures, a lot of them, I was just kind of lazy. So what I did was I just took their images that they had in their regular hemp cream product that they've had for a couple of years. And I just had our team kind of like Photoshop, you know, the new bottle in there because actually all the ingredients and, and things were the same. But a couple of the pictures, I wanted to kind of make sure that it was similar to what's working out there. So like I did something that as a test too. this is, you know, all a case study. I noticed that all the top sellers are a lot of them had kind of like a, a, marijuana looking type leaf, like on their main image that is against terms of service. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. This is such a small niche. I want to know how long does it take for Amazon to like, you know, slap me on the wrist, you know, for this. So I put like a, I told the graphics department to put like a, a, a little leaf on the back of the, the main image. And you know, it's been a month now and Amazon hasn't said anything, but once Amazon said something, I'll let you guys know. I always tell everybody don't take chances with their listings, even if your competitors are doing it. This one was not so bad. Like The stuff that I would not even test doing is like putting infographics or something like that on your main image. That's like a super no-no. I threw in a, a little picture because I'm using the Tomer method. You guys know Tomer, who has been on the podcast a couple of times. He likes analyzing the competitors, not just about their listings, but about their, their imagery and what kind of images they use. Because if you take a look at the top competitors and see what's working for them, Hey, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. If it's working for them, it could work for you. So I kind of followed that methodology with the image deck and, and you guys can see it there on, on Amazon now, this, this uh, in motion hemp uh, roll-on. So nothing that fancy with those images. So anyways, the listing went live. I immediately opted into the Amazon early reviewer program. I wanted to make sure to get those reviews right away. I turned on Helium 10 follow-up. I wanted to send emails out to customers in a little flow in order to get reviews, hopefully after people purchase. And I went directly into my ads tool, which is from Helium 10 as well, the PPC tool. If you're hearing this now in May, unless you're an elite member, you might not be able to have access to the ads tool. But if you're listening to this later on, if you have another plan, maybe ads uh, you're able to use. But anyways, what I did was I used the methodology that Vince, our product manager for ads, has talked about here on the podcast before and launched three PPC campaigns from day one. One of them is an auto campaign, right? So I did an auto campaign. I set the bid at like $2, I think, and did $20 a day. And then I did what we call a research campaign, which is a broad campaign. And for that one, I just had like some of my main like short tail keywords that I wanted to kind of like examine, you know, like roll on pain and hemp cream and things like that, you know, that I was hoping to get some like long tail keyword activity on. And then a proven campaign, which is an exact manual campaign. I also started at the same time. And those were like, I started with like the top 10 keywords that I knew the competition was converting for. So I knew that I needed to get some activity from those as well. Now, the way that ads works, the tool is that, you know, if it finds words in auto campaign, then it'll suggest that I move it to some of the other campaigns if it starts converting. So it all kind of works off together. I don't have to be downloading reports from Amazon advertising or PPC in order to see my search terms. Everything is done within the tool. I also separately added a product targeting campaign right off the bat. I wanted to do a product targeting campaign because I knew who those top competitors were based on my keyword research that I want to start showing up on their pages, even from day one, even though I didn't have any reviews yet and, and no sales history. So I had four campaigns actually total running from day one. Now, again, I waited to do the launch, but let me explain that. What they did was they sent about 800 units of inventory, six to 800 units, I forgot how many. And, and they wanted to launch like in the middle of March, They're like, hey, we, we sent this off. Can you go ahead and launch? I'm like, no, I want to wait until this, this inventory is checked in a little bit more. And they're like, what? No, no, no. You know, just, just go in and launch. We, we want to see what happens. I'm like, no, when we do the launch, I want to make sure that we have the widest distribution of the inventory across the country. Right? So I could see that even though it was checked in, it was not fully available. Like it, let's say it was 600 for like a week, it was only showing 100 available. And the rest were kind of like in transit still going between the warehouses. And I explained to them that from day one, as soon as I make the listing live, I had, I had the listing closed. I actually had it suppressed. I was like, from day one, you know, I think the honeymoon period is very important. I want that honeymoon period to start and I wanna like, go with a bang. Like The search find buy is something that I was gonna do a lot. I wanna make sure that Amazon is showing it across the board, no matter what zip code they're in in the United States. I want it to like hopefully show up, especially for the PPC ads and everything. You know, geolocation for years has always been an important aspect at times for listings. And I didn't want, I wanted to make sure that there was not going to be any geolocation issues for this one since they sent so much inventory. I was like, Hey, let's just wait until more gets checked in and then we'll go ahead and unsuppress the listing. And that's what I did until, until like more than half got checked in. Once there was like 400 units that got checked in, I'm like, all right, I'm going to turn it on. I did. I did. And then I went and did the following. Now, this is where it starts getting crazy, all right? So the very first thing that I did was I did a pain relief roll-on keyword, all right? Pain relief roll-on keyword. That's actually a keyword that, that's pretty generic. I'm like, I'm going for that, what would be like a home run keyword for this product. And a home run keyword for this product, there's only 3,000 search volume. That, that might seem small to you guys, but again, like I told you, this is a very, very small market. So I'm like, I'm gonna go right off the bat and I'm only going to do like six units search, find, buy. So I used azrank.com. You know, in the past, or their, their other product, I had used rankbell.com. That one's uh, another great website. She's the owner of that company. Isabella has been on the, the podcast. This one, I used uh, Alina's company. Alina has been on the podcast as well, azrank.com. And I only did six units. That means, that means six people searched for this, this pain relief roll on keyword. Now you might be wondering well, how in the world did you? Do that from day one, and it was because I had a sponsored ad running. All right, so they were able to do it from the sponsored ads. They could see it in search, find by. They could organically search for it, and then they could see it in the sponsored ads, and they were clicking on it. What happened after a week and a half? Only it was already on the top of page one for that keyword. Right, another one I did. I did a, another keyword: hemp oil roll on for pain relief. That's that's a mouthful, right? Hemp oil roll on for pain relief. The reason why I did that word was there's a lot of juicy words that I had found in there. There's hemp oil, there's hemp oil roll-on, there's roll-on, there's roll-on for pain relief. And then there's, of course, the whole keyword. Kind of like those are all phrases that I had pinpointed and they were all kind of in that keyword. Now that keyword itself only had about 400 search volume. I did search, find, buy again, four units. That's it, four units. And where did it bring me? Page one, position one. Guys, the honeymoon period is real. That was crazy. Four units, page one, position one. Another keyword I did, it had about 350 searches estimated at the time. I wanted to try something different. So I actually made a Helium 10 portal. So I used portals, our newer tool, to made, make a landing page for that. And then on that landing page, if somebody clicked on it, it actually took to a two-step URL. You know, A lot of people say, oh, two-step URLs don't work anymore. I use a two-step URL and it was a, a brand two-step URL that I made right there in the portals tool. And it actually got me to page one, only gave three units, gave only three units uh, away on that. I, I think I used AZ rank again, you know, AZ rank obviously does search, find, buy, but I'm like, this is all for a case study. So like, uh, I'm not trying to like get the most bang for my buck. I'm just trying to experiment to see what's working and not working. So I told them, I was like, Hey, have your community instead of just search, find and buying it, have them use this, this landing page to get there. And that got me to page one, position five and ten. It was fluctuating from five to ten. So I'm like, I really want to get to the like the top of page one uh, on on this keyword. You know, can I do something different? So I'm like, I tried something I haven't tried before. What I did was I told that same group after that first launch of three units using the two step URL from the Helium ten portal. I told them search for the keyword organically. All right, search for the keyword organically, and then find this other product. This other product I had been targeting on product targeting ads. So I knew that on that product, you could see under sponsored products, our listing right there on their actual product page under the sponsored ads. So I said, find this product. Don't click on the in motion product, click on this other product and then scroll down. And then in the sponsored ads, when you see us click on us and buy it. All right. So that's what I had them do. Three more units, only three units. I had them do that because I was curious. What if somebody searches a keyword, clicks on something else, but then clicks on your product and buys it eventually? Will you get some ranking juice, as it were, on that original keyword? Sure enough, did only three units there. And in a few days, that got to page one, position one. So yeah, it didn't give me, it wasn't as powerful as the search find buy. You know, what it was because the similar, the similar search volume keyword got me to page one, position one with only four units. This one took six units between the two-step URL and between this other method, but it does show that there is movement there. Actually, almost every single thing that I did got me to the top half of page one. The only one that I tried that didn't work. And again, guys, none of this stuff I did in, in big quantities. All right. We're talking four units here, five units here, but we're comparing apples to apples. So this is, don't, don't take this as some long six-month case study where I tried this over 75 million products or something, all right? This is, I'm just telling you what I did. Last year, a lot of people were, were talking about the like the social share buttons that are on a page. Basically, if you look on an Amazon listing page on the right near, under the buy box, it'll say share, right? And so you, you click like either the Twitter or the Facebook button or the Pinterest or something, and then take that URL, which just shares the listing, but then what you do is you add, you add keywords to the end of it. You can, you can like add this little code at the end so that when you hit it, it'll actually show the keyword in the search. And, and then again, I'm not you know, trying to say, hey, this is what you guys should do. Actually, this URL isn't even available in Helium 10, but since so many people keep asking me about this URL and why we don't have it in Gems, I was like, sure, I'll give it a try. But that one, it didn't do that great. It, it only got me to page two about position 50. So about the bottom of page one, top of page two, that's where it brought me. So so that one worked the worst, the social share one, but the search find by was working great. Now here's the cool thing. From day one in my auto and broad campaigns, I was already showing up for CBD related keywords, tons of CBD related keywords. So my theory was correct that I was able to make Amazon think that I was like kind of related to these other products that were doing great for CBD. So sure enough, because I had an auto campaign going, they showed me for CBD related keywords. And so then what I did immediately was again, going to AZ rank. I told AZ rank, I was like, here, I just want you to buy three units. All right. Three different CBD related keywords. All right. Find it and search, find, buy, but click on the sponsored ad because we're not showing up organically. You know, we're not even indexed for this keyword. Find our sponsored ad, click it, buy it, and let's see what happens. What happened? Three units were were bought. Boom, we were showing up now organically for all of those CBD-related keywords that I had targeted as being important. And when I ran index checker now, and this is only like four days after the listing launched and after all these launches, we were actually now indexed now for CBD, thanks to converting for those keywords. And so now what happens now that I'm organically indexed for it, I can actually run an exact manual campaign in PPC for it. And that's exactly what I did. By the way, guys, this isn't a completely fake product. I mean, I wouldn't put something on Amazon that didn't work. So just a personal note, you guys remember that Megathon we did a couple of weeks ago, 16 hours, I was streaming live and I was super, super sore after that. And I actually tried this product and it actually worked. So guys, uh, you know, if you see it out there, if you're trying to look at the pictures I did or whatever, go ahead and go ahead and buy one. Give, give this company a, a little shout out because uh, they help, you know, kind of donate their product to to the world by allowing me to talk about it. So look it up in motion hemp roll on cream. And if you want to use a, a great keyword, but please don't click on their sponsored ads and, and mess up my PPC case study. All right, guys. But go ahead and buy it. And uh, if you have any pain on your body, and I'm sure it, it might help you too. Let me talk a little bit more about the PPC. Some interesting points is the one, the, the, the campaign that actually did the most is the product targeting campaign. In about a month, the first month where it's only been around for a month, it had a $650 spend and sales of $1,800 on the product targeting campaign. So that was very, very interesting to me. And actually, On the auto campaign, where I had another five hundred dollars of sales, most of the keywords that that was converting for were actually not keywords, but also those were ASINs that Amazon was showing it for, and I moved those to the product targeting campaign. But overall, spent twelve hundred dollars in the first month on PPC with over three thousand dollars worth of sales for. So for a brand new launch, that's actually not too bad. Forty percent ACOS. You know, usually you lose tons of money when you when you first launch. So It's very important guys to be checking, you know, even if you don't have helium 10 ads, like I was doing to be checking to see if any weird things start showing up that you might want a negative match right away. Like all of a sudden, and, and after like two weeks, there was all these strange keywords that was getting these clicks and it was like spending like $10 and it was all about like bondage sex. I'm like literally looking at my ads tool right now, bondage sex and sexual bondage. I'm like, what in the actual heck is happening right now? So I immediately negative matched all that. I was like, what is Amazon doing? And so I was like, Hey, I definitely want to share this with people because, you know, you never know Amazon when they they have auto campaigns that they can just go crazy with this stuff. That doesn't make sense. And you're going to lose a lot of money. But then now, now that I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, it was getting clicks. So a bunch of people must have thought it was somewhat relevant. I don't know what's, I don't even know if I want to know what's happening on why people who are into that kind of thing need pain cream. But then I started thinking, I was like, wait a minute, maybe this does make sense. Maybe I shouldn't have negative matched it, but I'm like, you know what? That just kind of weirds me out. So I just kept it as a negative match. But anyways, the the point is you got to monitor your keywords on what you're getting charged for because Amazon might be showing you for some crazy stuff that is is just going to cost you a lot of money until you negative match it. All right. What else? Let's talk about that actual sales. All right. So in the first week after the launch, I only did one week of launch, and that was it. The very first week, it sold. Let me check my notes here. This was like in the first part of April. It sold sixty units. So I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty good," because the top guys are only doing like like a hundred units maybe a week. So the first week, it sold sixty units completely organically and with PPC. You know, there's no launch or anything there. The second week went down a little bit, fifty-five units. And week three, it sold 74 units for $2,300 gross. And this is a product that, guys, I, I, did, I honestly did not spend that much time you know, on it. Like maybe a day, I did all these things where I researched it and got the listing together, maybe another day to get the images together and things like that. Like obviously Helium 10 is my, my day job. It did not take me that long to, uh, to do this. Uh, I probably could have done better. But since this was mainly for just case study purposes, I'm like, hey, let me, let me just do, what I can. And a niche that is not that great, it grows $2,300 in a week. I started using some other Helium 10 tools. I activated Market Tracker. Now, here's where it gets a little bit interesting. I activated Market Tracker for this and those other products that I had targeted as my main competitors. And as you know, Market Tracker is checking to see other movers and shakers that might be similar. And the interesting thing is, it suggested to me, it found say, hey, you should start tracking these other hemp creams that I'd never even found before. I hadn't I hadn't even seen it. I didn't even identify those as, as main players. And an interesting thing is like out of the top seven or so that I never found and that market tracker was suggesting to me, when I cross-examined that with my PPC reports for what I was converting for in my auto campaigns. Amazon had shown me actually for a lot of, for five out of the seven, I believe, of those ASINs as converting in PPC. Like Amazon chose to show me for it and I converted. And then after that, of course, I moved it to an exact manual campaign. But that was kind of crazy to me. Like, man, if I would have turned on Market Tracker earlier and taken these suggestions and actually put them into my PPC campaign earlier, maybe I could have gotten sales earlier from those ASINs. So there's something that I've never even taught really that market tracker could be used for is when it's checking products that it's suggesting that you can kind of track, these might be products that you could consider for some of your product targeting campaigns, even if it's not the exact same product, you know, not all of them that I converted for were hemp roll-on creams. There were other similar related products that I was converting for that actually it suggested. So that was another, another thing that I, I learned. All right, guys, that was, that was a lot of, like, I literally am not looking at a script I'm just looking at my keyword tracker and my, my Helium 10 ads trying to remember this stuff. So I'm sure I might be forgetting something. I'm gonna write a blog about this as well. So make sure to check the helium10.com forward slash blog in a few days and, and I'll have some of these screenshots there so you can see it. But before I get to my 30 second tip, you know, I, I'm gonna go ahead and do the 30 second tip too, even though we don't have a guest. I want to go ahead and play the search volume game with you guys. Now, you guys have been playing the search volume game for, with all of our guests lately. So I'm gonna give you guys three hemp related keywords. All right. And then I'm going to give you three search volumes and then you on your own, don't look at Helium 10, you tell me which keyword goes to which search volume, all right? The three keywords are from shortest to longest, hemp oil, hemp cream, and hemp gummies, all right? Hemp oil, hemp cream, hemp gummies. The three search volumes from most to least, this is the estimated amount of times that it's searched for per month. One of these is 80,000, one of these is about 20,000, and one of them's about 15,000, all right? So which one goes to which, guys? Go ahead and say it out loud. I can't hear you, but just say it out loud so you can like be proud of yourself if you get it right. Again, hemp oil, hemp cream, hemp gummies. All right. The number one keyword out of these three, the one with 80,000 is, drum roll, please, hemp oil. All right. The number two, what did you guys say is a number two? The number 2 is hemp gummies. Is searched for about 20,000 times a month. And the number 3 is hemp cream, which is 15,000 search volume. All right, there we go. There is the search volume game for for this episode. Now let's get into my tss, which is the TST 32nd tip. And this 32nd tip is just going to be about what I just told you guys about indexing. So, if you guys have a listing that you know that there's some words that you could be converting for but that they're forbidden by Amazon or for whatever reason you can't put into your listing you know you're going to get in trouble if you put them into your listing a great way to get indexed for them right off the bat is try and make your listing have similar keywords and keywords phrases as other existing products that you know are converting well for these phrases that have that forbidding keyword in it or maybe it's a, another brand name that's in there that you think that you can convert for. And then if you do that, sometimes what Amazon will do from day one, as long as you have your auto campaign and your broad campaign on, is they will start showing you and giving you impressions for that keyword that you're not even indexed for. If you convert for that product, Amazon is relatively fast going to index you for it. And then now, even though you don't have that word in your listing, you're indexed and you can start running exact PPC campaigns. So there's my... Thirty-second tip for today. So, anyways, guys, I have some other cool stuff that I'm working on. I'm going to try and do a little bit more of these episodes to show you some of these case studies. I hope you guys learned something from it. If you have any questions, if you're an elite member, you can hit me up in the Helium 10 Elite Facebook group, or if you can hit me up in the Helium 10 Users Facebook group. I don't check that as often, but uh, I can try and and check it. You know, so make sure to tag me in there and I will answer any questions. And like I said, I'll have some of these screenshots in a blog in the next week. So I hope you guys learned something today and can use this in your own business, and we'll see you in the next episode. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.